This podcast is brought to you by TheDemoStop.com. Artists and talented musicians, The Demo Stop is a new platform for you to connect, collaborate, and promote yourself to the world. Visit TheDemoStop.com to check out its unique features to better help you get discovered and find opportunities to perform on major stages. TheDemoStop.com helps you bring your art to the world. Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast. We have returned. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. And I'm Tyler. And what episode is this? What are we on now? Uh, it's 104. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll change it, but yeah, 104. Um, not a lot to get into for sports, yeah. clearly. Um, the basketball tournament did just end with the champions, the Golden Eagles, which is, uh, you know, they have these names, but they're really just the alumni from different colleges a yeah. lot of times with a straggler here and there. And that was the uh, Marquette alumni. Yeah. Um, which, you know, you the, game? Uh, the final, I saw most of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I actually think it would be better if they marketed it as like former, you know, college guys teaming up together i agree but obviously the college isn't gonna let them do that right that's the that's the tough part but i agree i think it would be cooler um it would be more interesting to know that right away yeah because you see you see a lot of like borderline league guys playing in this yeah Uh, and and i i think it's been only getting better and better yeah i agree yeah, um, this was a good one. I mean, they had to shorten it, um, less games, less money, because of the obviously, right. yeah, the virus. So, um, but it was fun. It was a good tournament. I I think I saw most of Golden Eagles games. Um, before the final, I did pick them winning, but um, sideline cancer was pretty good. They were good. Did they? Uh, you know, they had Keen, Marcus Keen, who led the country in scoring. Yeah. Um, but Golden Eagles had him on lockdown. It was crazy. But, uh, yeah, anyway, that was pretty interesting. Um, any, is it was there nice. any developments on college basketball? Um, not yet, right? Not that I know of, no. Okay. It was nice to see some basketball, I got to say. Yeah, it was. And and the no fans thing doesn't look as awkward as as like you would think. Yeah, it doesn't in that, but also um, in the NBA is going to be courts right next to each other, like AAU. Yeah, that that's going to be weird. That's the hardest part for me. And you, I guess they'll make the camera, they'll use the camera frame so you can't see any other court. I guess, but um, if you can see other courts at all. That is going to be weird with another team behind you and all that. Yeah. So um, that's going to be awkward for me. 
But I agree. I mean, no fans. It was fine. Because you really, I mean, who looks at the fans? Right. During the game. I watched a little bit of the uh, CBA, the Chinese Basketball Association. Oh, yeah? Okay. Uh, and, and, yeah, it looked completely fine without fans. Who was playing in that? Any Americans? Uh, no, not that I saw. Okay. I got to okay. say, I, I only watched it for about a quarter and a half, and it was just like a random morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I enjoyed the how fundamental it was <laughs> from what I saw. Mm-hmm. A lot of ball yeah. movement, a lot of like design plays. Yeah, it, it was good to see. Okay, cool. Um, Derek Henry got paid. Ooh. NFL news: four-year, fifty million dollar deal. Um, at, they were struggling to reach an agreement for a little bit. Um, what do you think of that? Think it's a good deal for him? Yeah, I'm surprised it took them kind of last second to get this done. Yeah. Uh, but Ryan Tannehill, they committed to quickly. Right. Uh, but but I like this contract. Yeah, I like it too. I, and I I'm glad. Um, I mean, four years isn't a really long time, but that's how long they'll need him. Yeah. You know? Definitely. That's a good length for him. To start. Um, let's see what else. What other? I don't think there's any other football news that I saw. Did you? Didn't didn't Dak? Wasn't there some Dak contract? Um. Oh, I'm sorry, Miles Garrett. Oh yeah. Extension. Miles Garrett was the big extension. Yeah. I like it. Do you? Yeah. I I never. This is like Aaron Donald money to me. But I, I don't. I never really see Aaron Donald in him. Mm. I, I don't really see J.J. Watt in him. Right. And, and I haven't gotten. Obviously, I haven't seen him nearly as much as any of those other guys. Uh, but it just like he doesn't take over games like those guys do. Right. And, and now you're breaking the bank for him, which. Which is a dangerous move because you have a lot of young, up-and-coming players. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what their salary cap situation looks like in a couple years. Right. Right. I, yeah, I guess so. I, I um, He is... I, I get what you mean. He's not as valuable as those other defenders. That's what you mean? As far as money? Yeah, goes. yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. Like I'm looking just, at, I'm, I'm looking at the the previous guy who set the like defensive player limit, mm-hmm. uh, as far as contracts, and Khalil Mack is a lot more noticeable than Miles Garrett is. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Every Bears game, every Raiders game, I noticed Khalil Mack, mm-hmm. and I just don't see that with him. I think some of the teams sometimes with the defenders they look at it as it's better that we have them than to play against them. I, I think for uh, that's fair. The Browns that that's something that they need. They need everything they can get because the talent they got doesn't get it done. So imagine losing any of it. Yeah. Um, Let's hope uh, if if he has another incident like we last remember him. By the way, <laughs> this is the worst contract ever. I agree with that because it'll be done. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, NBA bubble. 
Man, that is a depressing topic. I gotta be honest. Who was it that ordered the? <laughs> Who was it that had to go? Uh, has to wait ten days now because they wanted to get their Uber Eats or whatever. Rashawn Holmes. Yeah, yeah. He tried to get food, right? <laughs> yep. Ten days. <laughs> um, Beasley sent home already. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually happy he got signed, too. Me, too. One day on the job, he's gone. Um, the that, Kings, is, that is so Michael Beasley. The Kings basically uh, have five healthy guys on the roster now. Uh, Russell Westbrook has tested positive. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't come with the team. I assume that's why he didn't come with the team. Yeah. Um, they had... The the scary stat was that they tested inside the bubble and two players tested positive. Right. So, like, it literally defeats the purpose of the bubble because, like, you got positive cases in the bubble already. Yeah. And we're not even, we're not even at the scrimmage games. Right. I, I admire how they're trying to fight it through and make it happen. Mm-hmm. But it, I just, I, I told you last, you know, last episode, man, I think it's a guarantee that they're going to cut it. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's bad. And right now, the way guys are falling off, I mean, who wants to see, like, what is the league if none of the guys are really on the teams? They're only on the teams just because of the bubble. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like but... The Nets is a whole other team we're going to see on the Nets. Right. There's going to be Jamal Crawford and Beasley and, you know, Jared Allen starting and stuff. It's just going to be confusing. It's not the Nets. Yeah. And then um, I actually just found out that uh, – Refusing to go to the bubble, uh, like you give up your contract for the rest for the rest of the season. So basically, so every, that's what Beal did. Yeah, everyone who refused to go, no, well, Beal had an injury, right? Oh. Uh, if you if you're healthy, if you're a hundred percent healthy, like Oladipo, he was fighting with the Pacers, but if you're a hundred percent healthy and you choose not to go to the rest of the season you forgo your your contract like the rest of the money that you're owed is gone yeah yeah so um if you're injured you can choose not to come and not risk your injury and oladipo and the pacers were having that issue because he's technically healthy and he wanted to not go because he wanted um you know he thought he still had the quad injury he didn't want to mess the quad injury up but because he passes physical, he's healthy. Him not going, he's getting rid of, you know, he's losing the money. Yeah. So um, that's why uh, now there's reports of him maybe coming back because obviously right. he, he wants to get paid. Um, shout out to Drew Holiday, uh, by the way, who is playing and is donating his whole contract for this playoffs for the rest of the season. He's donating it to... Um, various charities he said and black owned businesses so uh shout out to drew holiday that's pretty cool he's yeah he's a really good guy man really 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 good guy 
everything he's been through with his wife, her sickness and stuff, and missing the games and all that. I mean, he's he's a really cool dude. I, I um, I hope other players, uh, I hope he gets a chance to mentor other players. All the young guys he has on his team. I hope he raises some good guys through that program for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got? Sports, sports. That's tough. Else? I mean, just more with the bubble, man. You read into kind of what it's looking like. Yeah. And they, did you see the story with the DJ and the the party or whatever that only Dwight Howard showed up to? No. Dude, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't send this to you. Dwight Howard? So apparently they provided a DJ for the, for the players to like have like a get together. Uh-huh. And nobody, Dwight Howard was the only person who went to that. Dwight didn't even want to come to the bubble. That's not really my thing. It's just crazy that they're like trying to do these weird things. It's weird that Dwight was the only one. <laughs> that that's the yeah, that's the whole other thing. I don't want to get into the other rooms. Yeah, but know. apparently like they got these guys just in hotel rooms doing nothing. They got uh PS4s. <laughs> Did you see Cook Anthony Davis and LeBron on 2K? Yeah. <laughs> they were really dominating people. <laughs> uh, it's just, I, I just can't see it working well for a month. Yeah, I agree. Like, th- these guys are not going to play 2K for a month. Yeah, that's tough. You got guys already ordering food. You got guys coming in there positive with the virus. You got guys in there testing positive for the virus. Yeah, snitching. <laughs> <laughs> Those have been the best memes oh my in a God. long time, by the way. Yeah, it's just been, again, I appreciate them trying, but let it go. Dude, the, the picture of LeBron on his phone in practice <laughs> has been abused so many times. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, I, I agree. It's not good. It's going to be a disaster. So far, it is a disaster. Um, I don't know. Well, you know, I guess when practices and games start, they won't only be playing 2K, right? Team dinners and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I suppose. But it's just like you look at TBT and it kind of reassures you that maybe they can make it work. Yeah. But TBT's on such a smaller scale and... They spent so much money on just making that happen. Yeah. And that was what? Like, how many weeks was that? Three, I think. Yeah. And they lost a million. I mean, they had to give up a million dollars. Yeah, it. I mean, they they spent... I read, like, they were spending insane amounts of money on just, like, sanitation. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. It's just... I hope well, they cancel it in time. The league shouldn't have brought so many teams here. Now that I, now that I've seen TBT, I think yeah. if the league only brought half the teams that it brought, yeah, I, you know it would, it probably wouldn't be as dangerous as it is. They um, should have just left like the playoff teams the way they were. Yeah, I agree. I think they could have did the playoff teams in two separate places, and then brought them together for the finals. Yeah. I mean, yeah, why does the East and the West have to be playing in the same building? Yeah. 
They could have did the um, east in Florida and the west in Vegas. Something. It's like they're willing to lose money, but they don't want to lose that much money. Like, why? Yeah. I think they overestimate how many people are going to be watching it. But I think people will watch the first two days of it. Then after that, I don't think. I think it's going to be weird. But, I don't know I mean, if if they make it work. The finals, but, huh? If if by some miracle they make it work, I I, I do think a lot of people will watch it. But, I mean, but again, you're nobody's going to take it as, seriously. I don't want to see Jamal Crawford as the star of the Nets. I really don't. It, and I, it's that kind of stuff. I don't know who's playing for the Kings, but I'm sure I don't want to see it. They have four starters gone. <laughs> Look, we already Russell Westbrook already got it. We can we can make predictions about who the next like big name guy who's gonna get it. I don't think it's gonna be any of the Lakers. Yeah, I think it'll be like a Embiid maybe, maybe like Embiid or maybe Jimmy <laughs> Butler. Did you see how Embiid came to the? Moment? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not getting it. <laughs> he had a whole hazmat suit, two sizes too small. Yeah, he's either gonna he's either gonna get the virus or he's gonna die on the court because he's not gonna be eating any of the food. <laughs> right, throw up <laughs> mid game. Yeah, he couldn't make it through the playoffs when the conditions were completely normal. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, man, so many every way I look at it, I'm like, no, it's not gonna work. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What else we got? Is there anything else? Uh, it's it's been soccer's been pretty active. Manchester City got reinstated. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was interesting to see Liverpool uh, win the Premier League a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Why was it interesting? It's been a while. Oh uh, yeah. And uh, they're they've been a good team for a long time. Just don't get to the chip that much. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's actually been a lot of uh baseball controversy, I guess. Um, the Mets are for sale. Did you see that? I did. <laughs> for some reason, Travis Kelsey wants to buy the Mets while he's playing. Yeah, it was uh, there wasn't there another Chiefs guy in in his like investor group or whatever it was. Um, I didn't see any other Chiefs guys. I saw Erlacher and Marco mm. Murray. Yeah, I remember Erlacher. Yeah, Beals in there. Mason Plumley for some reason. It's a very odd group. A Rod owning the Mets would be crazy. That's cool though. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. None of them are from New York. <laughs> That's the weird thing. <laughs> I just think it's a weird combination of people, but yeah, it is. It is. Uh, you know, I can't imagine Bradley Beal and Mason Plumlee talking to each other. <laughs> Weren't they on uh, Team USA at one point? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't. I don't uh, know. I I know. I'm not sure if Beal was on there with Plumlee. I remember Plumlee being there, which was this past time. Yeah, he wasn't on it this past time though. Yeah, right? yeah, you're right. Um, 
I, I want to say it could have been in one of like the early FIBA tournaments. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they're about the same. It might be the same. Uh, they're around the same year, right? Draft class. Uh yeah, I feel like they are. Yeah. I don't know if they're. I don't think they're the exact same year, but they're close. Why um, why do you think the uh, NBA changed the pregame dress code? Back to you can wear whatever. Back to I, the fashion show. <laughs> they changed it back to the fashion show. Yeah, they said you had to wear warm ups at first, like in their initial bubble rules. You can only come to the game already dressed, and now you could. You know, the fashion show is back. <laughs> Dude, if that's what they're worried about, man, I, I think they got bigger problems than that. I really couldn't care less what the players wear. To the, like, they're coming out of the hotel rooms. It's not like they're arriving at the games. Well, I guess they didn't want them changing. I guess they wanted them to be changed already. Like, real AAU stuff. Yeah, they might as well commit to that. Call it the NBA AAU stuff. <laughs> yeah. AAU style. Uh, yeah, I mean... Have your shorts on. <laughs> four four minute warm ups. <laughs> four minutes to warm up and then tip off. Beasley needs to take the elevator to go switch his shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. Let's see what else we got. Caboclo already broke quarantine. <laughs> oh my it just makes me laugh. Like, I see how long has it been? A week, maybe. Yeah. Oh man, they're in um, trouble. How do you feel about LeBron? LeBron's stance on not doing the social justice on his jersey. Uh, I don't mind it, man. But did you hear his statement? Oh no, I didn't hear his statement. Uh. He said that, and I'm not quoting it because I don't have it in front of me. Oh, yeah, I do. It's no disrespect to the list that was handed out to all the players. I commend anyone that decides to put something on the back of their jersey. It's just something that didn't seriously resonate with my mission, with my goal. I would have loved to have a say so on what would have went on the back of my jersey. I had a couple things in mind, but I wasn't part of the process, and that's okay. I don't know why okay is capitalized. Um, this is the mission I've been on for a long time now. It's great that now a lot of people's ears are opening. We will continue to push the envelope. I mean, I don't need the little passive-aggressive attitude he threw in there. Yes. Uh, but But I don't mind it other than that. So he's mad that they didn't ask him, <laughs> so he's just not going to do it? Yeah, the fact that he used that to explain why he wasn't doing it, like, he went out of his way to mention that, which I, I don't like. Yeah, he could have stopped that. It doesn't resonate with his mission and goal. Right. If right. that was it, I, I have no problem with that. Yeah, they asked some guys. They didn't ask me, though. So, you know what? Forget them. That's how he sounds. It, it is. Um, <clears throat> oh, Trey Lyles out for... Uh, oh, yeah, out the whole time for undergoing random appendectomy. Okay. 
<laughs> this is like the weirdest NBA season ever. Yeah. They're really like, I, I don't get it. Like you said, they already practically lost a team from each conference. Like, it, it's not like TBT where one guy is going to get it the whole time. You got guys getting it every time you test. <laughs> Somebody new, yeah. Every <laughs> like, <time>. come on. <laughs> it's really crazy. Uh, how do you feel about the anonymous tip line? Did we say something about that? Right? I don't know, but I don't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> you think a big player is going to get snitched on? Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> you know KD on there. Is he there? I don't think he's there, but I think KD's probably talking to him. Yeah, he probably is. KD what? probably just talking to him and just getting in there. He probably... <laughs> He'll probably hear it from someone else and say, yo, send me the tip line number. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I could see KD do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, but I'm trying to think who would like really get caught up outside of that not many people but um uh, probably Harden. i bet someone will report Harden. <laughs> yeah oh my god did you see dude some guy uh took a he compiled data on harden's performance like oh, in man. cities that had the best strip clubs oh yeah 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 dude i heard about that <clears throat> dude that was that was like, so much work and it really, like, he really found data to support the fact that the better the strip club, the worse Harden plays. Well, he has his jersey up in the Houston ones. Right. But he plays okay at home, right? Well, I mean, the the drop-off isn't, like, anything insane. Yeah. Uh, so it's not, like, a deal to the point where, like, oh, my God, he might have, like, a, you know. With Jordan, if you really found, like, a disparity when he was gambling. Yeah. That would be a different story. And the crazy thing about Harden is Harden really can only play so bad because he's still going to get a lot of free throws no matter how <laughs> no, he, he plays. No, I disagree with that. I think he could be pretty awful. <laughs> no, but he's awful, but he's still the best player on the team. Like, there's some people who could play bad and they shouldn't even be on the team. Harden will play bad. He'll shoot six air balls and still have 40. Not in the playoffs. If anyone else in the league shooting six air balls, you'd be like, stop playing basketball. <laughs> but Harden, it, it doesn't matter because we'll still have 20 at the line and, you know, seven turnovers. It doesn't matter. That's not in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, not in the playoffs, no. In the Harden playoffs, he's just game. awful. His awful is just not playing. Not doing anything. Yeah, sometimes he's like a guy, a, a lot of star players, you still want them out there if they're not playing well. Yeah. When Harden is not, like, when he's at his worst, I don't even want him out there. When he's at his worst, he's not doing anything. Right. He's literally playing for the other team. Yeah, yeah. You're right about that. You're right. Uh, the crazy thing is, Westbrook is, like, second for me in that. But, you know. They made it work to some extent. <laughs> So far. Which we thought they would. Yeah, and we knew the percentages would be bad. We knew the turnovers would be bad. No surprise. Um, and Tony, I mean, he's. did you hear him talk about the bubble? No. Like how ready he was and how safe he feels and all that? 
Okay. Let's see uh, if he's still saying that two weeks from now. Real quick, um, did you see Shaq stop at that uh, yeah. accident? That's crazy. Yeah, you know, I gotta admit it. It's that's a brave thing to do in Florida right now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you it's know. So random. Imagine walk being a cop and walking up and seeing seven one, you know, four hundred pounds. <sighs> yeah, dude. I I don't even know how I would react. <laughs> the audio is funny. They're like, uh, yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> They kind of, like, they're as stunned as I would expect me to be. <laughs> yeah, they're stunned, but like, oh yeah, I still do have to do this, but right. what are you doing here? Yeah. Um, alright, I think we've stretched as far as we can go. Uh, yeah, there's a little bit of music to get into. You got a gym? Uh, no, I don't have one. I'll play this new Snow Allegra song. Um, actually, no, I won't. Hold on. I will play Sandel and uh, They. This is called Nobody Else. Nobody else. Um, few albums came out this week. Uh, where do you want to start? Uh, Juice World was the big one. Juice World was the big one. What do you think? Uh, so you listened to this one? Yeah, I did. Rest in peace, Juice World. Right, of course. Uh, like you, you didn't really listen to him as much as I did. Uh, you know, with prior projects. Yeah, I listened to the last, I listened to Death Race for Love, and I went back to, um, I went and I went back to Goodbye and Good Riddance, but I never heard the um, future one, and I heard, obviously I heard all the singles, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I didn't listen to him a lot. I'll say that. What'd you think of this? I want to hear your thoughts first. Um, <laughs> it Juice World was a different kind of guy. He was definitely an artist. Where in that, um, you can't really compare him. I can't really compare him to many people, and the people I do, like the short list of people where I maybe could like squint my eyes and compare him to are um, guys that I don't really consider uh, respected. But I think he has this, he had this way of being unique and being, um, and earning his respect at the same time. Because I think that's something that like, um, well, I'm not going to mention names, but that's something some of the artists that were like him failed to do. I think it's just because he was a better lyricist, and I think he was just a um, mindful and creative guy. I I see a lot of uh, maybe Cuddy in him a little bit, and not in the music they make, but in the creativity and being different. Um, with that's that said, a, that's I, a good I think comparison. This, you said what? That's a good comparison. Yeah, I, this uh, Legends Never Die. Um, that cover is awesome. First of all, um, it, it was when I first listened to it, I'm like, yo, this is really weird. I may not even want to listen to any more of this. Um, but I powered through. I kept listening. Um, I listened to it the first time and I automatically felt like I needed to hear it again because I think that the body of work, the whole thing didn't, um, I needed to hear the whole thing again. That's that's what I feel like. Like some songs, some albums, I could hear the whole thing and I just go back to certain songs that I like. Yeah. Right away. But for him, I felt like I needed to hear the whole thing. Like nothing on here to me was like, man, I only like this song for this. Right. The songs, it felt like a project. That's what I mean. Felt like he did these songs together for a reason. And um, I thought it was solid, man. It, it's, it's different, but it was, I thought it was solid. I won't say I loved it because I didn't love it and I probably wouldn't listen to this if I didn't feel like I should have for the podcast but um, I enjoyed it I did I enjoyed it yeah it's um, it's interesting I think the f- when I heard it the first time right off the bat I noticed it's, it's actually more consistent than uh, his last album was I agree with that for sure. So I, I don't know if this album was like ready or if they just put it together really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it felt very cohesive. Yeah. Uh, and surprisingly, and this was was really shocked me uh, listening to it a couple times. It, it, you would think it was long with the amount of tracks. Yeah. But it goes by pretty quickly. Yeah, it does. And I, I honestly, I couldn't really tell if it was just because the songs were, you know, short for the most part, mm-hmm. uh, or if he was just kind of smooth throughout most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really enjoyed listening to it. I, I really liked his pace on these songs. Yeah, he, he like, like he slows it down in the right way. Yeah, he does. Nothing felt boring to me. Right. Yeah, and that's another thing that a lot of artists have a hard time. He was also, uh, man, it's always, dude, with these uh, after-death albums, 
it's always so tough to see like the potential that could have been moving forward. Yeah. And it's like, you can tell he was getting better at, uh, like transitioning uh, from going fast to kind of slowing it down. Yeah. It, It felt so much like it felt really smooth throughout this whole album. Yeah, you could really hear the growth. Right. Him. And it, I mean, it's tough, man. Two of these in a row. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, not back to back, but. It's, it's interesting. Supposedly, he had a ton of songs in the vault. Uh, yeah. So I wonder if we're going to get more from him. Possibly. Yeah. I wonder who's handling it. Yeah. If it's the label or, you know, someone yeah. close to him. But this this was a great uh, album to like I I didn't really have expectations for it, mm-hmm. uh, but I was I was I enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, I, um, he's someone that you know I really it's hard to have expectations for him, and that's another thing that um, Cuddy had for you know his first couple albums at least. I didn't really know what to expect, but. You really couldn't expect anything, because if you did, you'd be proved, you know, proven wrong every time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, rest in peace, Juice World. Good project. You had a, a standout track or a top three? Um, let's see. I liked the Halsey song. <laughs> That's um, crazy. I actually, I that was probably my biggest disappointment. You were disappointed with it. Yeah, that was like one of the only ones that was a little too slow for me. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, I liked Righteous. <laughs> yes, Righteous was probably my favorite. And I liked um, <laughs> Up, Up, and Away. Mm. I really liked uh, Come and Go. Yeah. yeah H- him yeah, yeah. and uh, Marshmallow, I, I, like that was kind of, he really kind of took the alternative rock almost vibe on that one. Yeah, that was hard. And I like yeah. that, man. I I wish more artists like him would explore that that sound. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, you got one more? Um Those were the two big ones, I got to say. Uh Fighting Demons also, I also really enjoyed. Okay. Okay. Um All right, next Summer Walker life on earth yeah i mean i i really don't have a lot to say on this one me either uh something i've noticed from a couple of the people i talked to about this if you liked her last album you probably like this yeah uh and if you didn't like her last album then you probably didn't like this (laughs) yeah you think she's gonna be real consistent with that i hope so honestly i like i like this sound and obviously, I don't want it to kind of get repetitive and kind of get like predictable, mm-hmm. which is which is why I like that this was an EP. Yeah, because you know her, we we got her album less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. So if this was another album, it probably would be kind of repetitive. Yeah. Uh, but I I really liked all five of these tracks. Let me ask you this: um, How do you think an artist? owns a sound now like how do you think they own it without it be- getting old like do you think she can own this 
um, throwback, uh, like sample your song. We'll still still do it together. Kind of flipping thing she does. Yeah, I mean, and you don't think it'll ever get old, or that's the part that I wonder. It's gonna depend on the consistency of you know what, like how often she releases projects. Okay. So like two years too much, or I think two years would be a good time, like time span. Okay. 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 Every year would be like you. You see what the baby's doing, and it's kind of getting played out a little bit. Yeah. It is. Like to an extent, I hear the baby on any. Pandora, Apple Music, regular radio, anything. You hear the baby. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of getting played out, I, I feel like. Well, I mean, so are you saying he doesn't, he releases too much music? Yes. Okay, okay. And the thing is, his problem is he sounds the same on his songs and on the features. Right. That's what really. There's not really enough is. versatility there. No, it's not. Like, they play. Some of the track, you go back to his last one, and it just seems like it's it's not as creative as I originally thought. Mm-hmm. And where it is creative, like where the hooks are better, the verses usually suffer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know, man. I just uh, with with Summer Walker, I haven't heard a, I haven't heard a lot of versatility yet. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that I can't see that happening in the future. Right. Um, the baby, uh, I think he his future is going to be more in uh, features. I think his features will probably make his career from now on. And, not saying that that's the only thing that's going to be good. I'm not saying that, but I think... Eventually, he'll be one of those guys that's more remembered for his features stuff. Yeah. Than um, his actual music. They'll remember his hits, like the first hits. But going forward, I think he'll have more success in the features. Yeah. Because, you know, just not hearing a full album of him may actually benefit him. Um, yeah. Not saying he's not good, though, because I do like the baby. And I like everything. I like everything he's done, but I haven't loved anything. So, um, let's see what else. What other uh, music topics we got? Hey, man, Tory Lanez is in a tr- little bit of trouble. He is. Um, I actually wanted to play uh, his his new records were pretty good, but um, and you see, um, what happened to Meg? Yeah. Yeah. So um, she got Tory Lanez got mm-hmm. arrested. After what seems to be some sort of altercation, I don't know. They didn't really say if he was involved in it, right? Uh, not that I saw. Yeah, but he, they were at a party. Him and Meg The Stallion, something popped off. Guns went off. Um, he got pulled over with a weapon in his vehicle. He got arrested. Meg The Stallion apparently went to the hospital with gun wounds. Um. Gunshot wounds, I mean. Um, so, uh, you know, drama. <laughs> what do you think? It's, it's pretty crazy, I gotta be honest. And where were they that... Were they really at a party right now? Dude. That's the part that I'm not really uh, buying. Yeah. Uh, 
and why were they? Well, I'm not gonna ask why they were together. That's none of my business. But <laughs> it's not the first time we saw them the the other day on uh with who Kylie I think it was. Tori. Yeah, Tori and and Megan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but they're that's the Houston thing, right? The uh, I I would assume I don't know. The Jenners and Kardashians hang out in Houston a lot. Um, so, yeah, Tori, uh, he's in the mix. Hopefully, um, his, you know, <laughs> hopefully he gets through this. Yeah, his legal team, I would assume, is strong. Yeah. Um, I would hope. Right. I would hope as well. Um, you know, I, no one ever talks about, like, the artist citizenship. <laughs> Do they? Like, is Tori an American citizen? I don't know. I know. I don't think he's always lived in Canada. I think oh. he lived in New York. Only, only when there's like a surprise reveal, like with a uh, twenty-one. Right. <laughs> That's the only time it comes up. Yeah, because like I've never heard anyone talk about Biebs, Drake, Weekend. Yeah, I don't any know any of them being American citizens. Oh, they, they gotta be. I would expect most of them to be. I'm just saying, I, I've never heard anyone say anything about it. So maybe they don't say anything because they are, but... Yeah. Someone has to get caught up and not be one, eventually, other than 21. I'm talking about a Canadian, though. But, you know, Canadian government is real cool, though. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I hope he doesn't get any long-lasting issues with this issues with the law um sentencing whatever um i hope he's free he's making great music a lot of music um and i hope meg the stallion is safe too I, I hope she doesn't get caught up in anything she's also on fire you know yeah um but we've seen artists get caught up and just they never talk about it again i haven't heard anything about the tide dollar sign incident he had yeah <laughs> Jacquees got arrested in public and I haven't heard anything about that after it happened so you know I don't know just saying hopefully it goes away um, we, we're both fans of Tory but um, you know these artists they gotta I don't understand man what, when does it get out of you when does the uh, you know I'm not, I don't want to say how he grew up, but when does the streets just stay in the streets? Uh, that's, that's a good question, man. How much money does it take for you to not be, not get caught up like that? So, anyway. Uh, what else we got music? There has to be some other news. Uh... News-wise, I'm not sure, but I, I haven't heard anything else. Yeah, I haven't heard anything else. I feel like this, um... Yeah, I don't have any other news, I guess. Um, you-know-who has dropped out of the race. Dude. Uh, there's... I, I don't even want to talk about that. 
There's there's enough stupidity out there. Like I really don't even want to touch on this. <laughs> it's actually well. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> anyway, um, Lupe Fiasco announced a new project. Hmm. And th- that doesn't get me as excited as it would have, you know, eight years ago. Uh, but but I'm gonna check it out. Drake spotted hanging out in front of Rihanna's. <laughs> oh no! In Barbados, Drake, what are you doing, Stop. man? <laughs> He's at her childhood home. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Probably holding up a stereo, playing something. <laughs> playing one of their songs together or something. <laughs> Take care. Uh, I think so. <laughs> the I've asked about you and they've told me things for even asking around her neighborhood. Yeah. That's funny, man. Drake is a clown. Um. Oh, this is big news. I mean, I guess it's not really music, but Nick Cannon. Do you hear about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, ex- what exactly did he say or on his podcast, I think? Yeah, man, he was... Had no clue he had a podcast, to be honest. I didn't either. Seems Uh, like everybody does now, though. Right, yeah. Uh, He was (laughs) calling himself spitting knowledge about, uh, you know, black, uh, white supremacy and stuff like that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, man, Viacom dropped him. I have the clip. I have the clip. Hold on. Yeah, I would love to hear it. When we talk mm-hmm. about who we really are as guys and, and understanding right. that our melanin is so power and it connects us in a way that the reason why they fear black, the reason why they fear is because they the lack that they have of it. So then when you see what, you know, Dr. Uh, Francis C. Wellesley talked about is that fear in that 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 just uh, genetic that annihilation mm-hmm. of when you have a person that has ha, has the lack of pigment the right. lack of melanin right that they know that they will be annihilated so therefore however they got the power they they, they have the lack of compassion mm-hmm. that mel- melanin comes with compassion melanin comes with soul that mm-hmm. we call it we call it soul we soul brothers and sisters that's the melanin that connects us. Right. so the people that don't have it have are are a little, and I'm, I'm gonna say this carefully. <laughs> are mm-hmm. a little less, and 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 where the term actually comes from? Because I'm bringing it all the way back around okay. to, to Minister Farrakhan, to where people, when we talk, mm-hmm. about it may not have the compassion or the the when they were sent to the mountains of Caucasus, when they when they didn't have the power of the sun that was that the sun then started to deteriorate mm-hmm. them. So then they're acting out of fear. They're acting out of low self-esteem. They're acting out of a, a deficiency. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the only way that they can act is evil. The only way they can, they, they have to rob, steal, rape, kill, and fight or flight okay. in, or, in order to survive. Exactly. So then these people who didn't have what we had, and when I say we, I speak of the mm-hmm. melanated people. Right. They had to be savages. They had to be barbaric. 
they had because they're in these Nordic mountains. They're in these rough uh, torrential environments. Mm. So they they're acting as animals. Right. So they're the ones that are actually closer to animals. It may not. Uh, and that was all about white people, by the way. If people were confused, <sighs> Nick. <laughs> I think it's funny how the dude was like, "Oh yeah." Right, right. Like knowing Nick was speaking straight nonsense. Yeah, he was really like on on the same page, <laughs> or he made it seem like fight or flight. Right, right. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, man. In all seriousness, though, like he he's taking information he got from somebody else, but he didn't really like learn it the right way. Obviously. Yeah, like, you know, I'm not, I don't even want to react to what exactly he said, but it's obvious that he didn't relay what he actually learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's just to me like, dude, it, why, why would you say all that if you really don't, if you didn't remember it completely or, you know, exactly, or you didn't really learn it properly? Well, I, he thinks he did, I guess. I mean... And he, um, the fact that he said I'm going to say this carefully and then gets fired for exactly what he says is funny. But it just, there was a way he could have said that without the long drawn out and the extra adjectives, the harsher adjectives that he said. He could have said all that in a different way. Um, like you said, he could have said, he could have researched a little bit better. Maybe he could have researched it before he said it. And then <laughs> said something with a little more solid uh, education behind it, I guess. Not saying that what he said was dumb. Like, not saying he's dumb. But what he said didn't sound educated to me. It just sounded like, you know, it just sounded like someone who was just making something up. I'm not saying, I don't know if that's true or not. But I've never heard of anything like that. And, um, like you said, he is, he's repeating something and he's a grown man. Uh, he can do his own diligence. And if he did, and that's what he came up with, then he deserves to get fired. I mean, you can't say that. You think do writing your check is evil and barbaric? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll just take the check back then. <laughs> right. So um, it's just like. I don't know, man. It, you should be very careful with what you say these days. Like, especially people who like know that they have a, a, a wide audience or a big audience. Yeah. You know, we talk about this when when you, you know celebrities say they're crazy shit or do crazy shit. Like, you got to be mindful of what you're saying, what you're doing. Yeah, plain and simple. Especially when you have that kind of spotlight on you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that. Um. Shout out to YV and Corday. Uh, he got arrested <laughs> during the Breonna Taylor protest in Louisville. Um, I'm shouting him out because he was there. I, you know, I'm sure the charges aren't anything serious. I, he didn't he didn't say he got arrested for violence. Just yeah. For you know, normal people get arrested at the protests. Happens a lot. 
Um, but shout out to him for protesting. Um, yeah, just wanted to mention that. Uh, the versus battle coming up. DMX and Snoop Dogg. Gotta talk about it. Yeah, I gotta talk about how unfair it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really my my initial reaction like I almost want to take it back because <laughs> you thought it was gonna be good at first. Yeah, I thought like you know I it was kind of like the Ti Fifty Cent thing where like Fifty Cent's top five would be would just crush, but then like Ti has probably more. Yeah. But then like when when your more is probably better. Yeah. Hmm. It's it's not close at that point, right? And DMX, DMX has features, but I can't name many like classic features. I can't name any. That, <laughs> and the fact that now, I mean, and not now, but the versus battles—they've been doing songs they wrote. They've been doing, you know, uh, songs that they just played one instrument on. Yeah, and they're doing guest features, and. When it comes to guest features, Snoop has, you know, four of the greatest of all times, you know? Yeah. And that's just with Dre. I mean, that, all the Dre songs are instant dubs. Instant. So, um, you know. And I think just those songs will rival, and just his performance in those songs would rival uh, DMX's, like, top five. Yeah, I agree. I would let DMX go first, and every time I hear, you know, every time I hear those dogs barking, I'll bring the Chronic <laughs> song, you know? Yeah, but I think it would be fun, though, because both of them have a lot of, like, sleeper hits that people forget about. Yeah. Uh, so, it would be fun. It's been, man, DMX is is uh, kind of getting forgotten in in certain ways, which just sucks. Yeah. I think DMX and 50 Cent would have been better. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they have the same amount of those unbeatable songs. Yeah. I would like to see what they brought out with in the second half. That top ten, though, for both of them Yeah, is a good good matchup. Yeah. Um, so you got Snoop Dogg. I got Snoop Dogg. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it's going to be close. So. All right. Um, I would play this new Tory record he just released uh he released a two-pack called what is it the vvs capsule and uh this is staccato from that Fuck any bitches that came out of Milano. She want me to come in and got all the time, though. The other day I was broke, came back in designer. The mama left me alone, came back in the time, so. Singing to the bank, my money's Chicago. I ain't on no bullshit, this ain't no Chicago. I went from jetting from stores to jetting to Scotto. My nigga, the world's yours, whatever's inside, though. 220s on my head, you made it a six speed. You said I love for you, bitch, and now I'm like, bitch, please. Now and there, I gotta say it like my nigga weekend. Fuck needing a bitch, I'm what a bitch need. 230,000 on the Bentley. Even when it's dirty, know my shit clean. Got a thick bit, her name Christina. I'm Miami with the whip about the prestige. Yeah. Hey, Jody, know I've been on some vibe shit. She fucking with me, cause I'm a vibe minded. I spent 25 all on my savage. And if I get caught, I'ma deny it. I'm 
I'm a denier, I'm a fucking rider. Got a bad bitch with a nigga pussy fire. She stripped down like Malaya, Maya. And I've been on the side trying to buy her some time up. Hey, I'm hotter than Folgers. Money so thick, can't fold it. Told you, came back with my baby mama in a rover. Car got no limit, bitch, I'm a soldier. Fuck any bitches that came out of Milano. She want me to come in and got all the time. The other day I was broke, came back in design. The mama left me alone, came back in the times. Singing to the bank, my money's Chicago. I ain't on no bullshit, this ain't no Chicago. I went from jetting from stores to jetting the sky. My nigga, the world yours, whatever society. I run. For thinking every woman wanna fuck me And if she don't, she probably get it what it must be None of my bitties put no niggas above me I done put up side side with my bitches outside of me Couldn't be a fake nigga if I tried to be Ay, Louis Vuitton shorts to your four cars Let a goofy nigga fucking, we can't fuck no more I'm a big money nigga on the jet Give me that pussy, let me make it wet for ya I told you you can get the world, baby, if you represent She was out before the check, alphabet, I'm a G Fuck her ex, no sweat, to the left, to the left, to the left Everything you fucking own is in a box, to the left Ay, I'm on I got them thoughts to the left, she a bop, I'm a flesh, got rocks from my neck, yeah. Fuck any bitches that came out of Milano, she want me to come in and got all the time, though. The other day I was broke, came back in design, the mama left me alone, came back in the time, so. Singing to the bank, my money's Chicago, I ain't on no bullshit, this ain't no Chicago. I went from jetting from stores to jetting the sky, though. My nigga, the world yours, whatever's inside, though. That was a uh, Sicado by Tory Lanez. Talk about someone whose style I don't think I'll ever get tired of. Uh, yeah, Tory. yeah, yeah. And he's getting like more and more more uh, versatile. All right, so we have a, a guest here today, a New Jersey rapper, um, straight from the Demo Stop collaboration yes, we had sir. this week. Uh, this is Trey Budden. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll clap for myself yeah. because I don't know if niggas got the, the clapping drawn on here. But yes, my name yeah, is Trey introduce Button. Introduce yourself a little bit. My name is Trey Button. I am a rapper from Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, I like to roam the streets with my friends and put out music whenever I have the opportunity to. And and niggas, niggas say we, we do all right for what we do. Niggas say we, we nice for, for what we do. So that's about it. That's me. You can find me on all social media platforms at T-R-E-Y-B-U-D-D-E-N. Cool, cool. All right, Mike, you want to start with your questions? Yeah. Uh, tell us about this demo stop. So, so I started working with demo stop about a month and a half ago. Um, they introduced me to the platform. I thought it was a dope idea. So I was like, "Where? let's do it. Let's make it happen. So... I did myself a nice little freestyle on demo stock, acapella freestyle on there, um, put it on my platform and all that. And it's pretty cute. Got my hype man with me in the back and it's solid. Yeah. That's about it. I, I, I didn't really didn't really do much with demo stock besides post a freestyle. I made made a profile. I got but you. But I'm 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 still building. Mm-hmm. Keep going, Mike. You got it. I got you. Uh, so how did you get in touch with Tyler? So Tyler found my Instagram. He was like, I really fuck with your music. He started listening to my music and all that. He was like, I really fuck with it heavy. And um, let's start working with it together. So after that, we just started building from there. It wasn't nothing crazy. He just saw my Instagram, hit me up. 
and, you know, the magical wonders of the internet, we were able to work from there. Yeah, of course. Nice. We, um, we listened to, uh, well, I, I listened to all your music. Um, tell us a little bit about your, uh, process, you know, how you, how'd you come up with the ideas for the legacy and wrong things, black culture, you know, what's your process when you go into the studio or, you know, go into writing? What are you looking for? Um, most of the time, the tone is set with either the stuff I am going through within my neighborhood or the stuff my friends are going through within my neighborhood. So, um, for example, black culture. This was black culture was before like all the police brutality stuff was happening. Well, of course not before police brutality, but before like it was a bigger, on a bigger scale. So um, I thought of black culture. Because we went into the song, we, like, it was just a bunch of stuff that happened around me. Just like with Black Culture, we went into the studio. Um, I made a song. I was like, this is very relatable to the general idea of Black culture. So a lot of the stuff we make, we already have like preset ideas with what we want to run with. And we go in and we, we freestyle the rest and just see what comes out. But a lot of these songs we have are just preset ideas that we want to make into a song and test ourselves and see if we can make it a good song. Okay. I got you. Well, well, how about, so obviously the big thing going on right now is coronavirus. Yes, sir. How, how has that impacted your, your process, uh, your music? Coronavirus fucked me up bad. <laughs> it fucked me. It fucked me up. Just so like bad. everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I was, we were trying to do a project right before coronavirus, and um, it was we were actually going to do an R&B project to try to like uh, you know change the direction we're going in, and then coronavirus came and changed our whole idea on what we were doing with the project and, and kind of postponed our whole project. So we had to rebuild from scratch basically because coronavirus wanted to swoop in and dick ride. So, <laughs> but. We have a better idea of what we're doing now than we did when it first hit us. Okay. So, to follow up on that, like, life's been a little bit frozen with this whole thing going on. Uh, what's, what's something positive you learned about yourself? What's something positive that's coming out of this situation? Um, the positive thing that came out of this situation is probably that before coronavirus, with music, we weren't really sure what we wanted to do or how we wanted to sound. Um, we were kind of just fucking around in the studio and like seeing what connects and what didn't connect. But now the coronavirus came in, we realized like we're really hardcore rap people, even if that's not what we listen to or, or vibe to. That's just who we are and how we carry ourselves. So I feel like coronavirus, due to coronavirus, I kind of found my style when it came to this music shit because I was very confused before coronavirus like came around okay so it's focused you in a way yes sir i like that so you're independent correct yes i am you planning on staying independent um i'm not 100 percent certain but uh i've definitely been told by a lot of people to stay independent so that's looking like the direction we're going in okay now the the question is real quick: Is it people that you you rely on their advice? Do you trust it? Oh yeah, I definitely trust these people's advice. Okay, okay. Yeah, these are like these are like my uh, industry OGs telling me like okay, stay gotcha. independent. 
stick with myself, stick, you know, keep doing what I want to do. So. Have you uh, gotten a lot of, uh, you know, live performance? Um, you know, have you been performing live a lot before COVID, of course? Um, before coronavirus, I, I, I performed live not often, but I, I wouldn't say I, I barely performed live. I did it every now and then. Um, sometimes it was on a bigger scale. Sometimes it was on a less bigger scale. But we was definitely trying to get more active when it came to like performing live. And then coronavirus happened. So, I mean, there wasn't really much we could do after that. All right, all right. Again, froze everything. Yeah, it really, it really fucked us up bad. What, what were some plans you had going into this year, you know, prior to this whole thing? Going into this year, we wanted to, well, the Legacy EP had just dropped not too long ago. So going into this year, we wanted to actually put a real project together with a, a fluid sound and something that is something that had more work put into it. Something that had more work put into it. Um, we wanted to be a little more active when it came to live shows. We were actually going to clubs before coronavirus and pitching out to them and, you know, trying to get our shit together, try, trying to actually have a real rollout for, for the next project coming. And we were unable to do that. But we're, we're now trying to, to continue to do that and work on it now. So, okay, we're working on it. Cool. Um, <clears throat> so where do you see yourself among, you know, the rap culture right now? What what kind of artists, you know, do you see yourself, um, you know, whose fans do you see that you could pull to, to you? Like, um, if I like a certain rapper, I may like you. So who is that rapper to you, you think? That's a difficult question, honestly, because the music I have out now is going to be different from the music we're, we're putting out. So the music we're putting out is a little, a lot more grimy than what we had before. So okay. the next project probably will pertain to the Don Q fans, to the Meek Mill fans, to the to the real pain music-esque type fans. But if we were talking before, I'd probably just say I was just one of those like uh, people who rap for fun type stuff. You know what I mean? Like if you listen to it, you can very much tell that this was this was not a lifestyle. This was a rapping for fun type of thing. But the next project has a more serious tone. So, you know, the Meek Mills, the Don Q's, the uh, Nipsey's, you know, people like that. Gotcha. 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 Uh, what were some albums that you liked this year? Oh, man. Let me take my phone out because I, I had a couple of joints in here. I've been listening to Strictly R&B. So in terms of albums, it's, it's really difficult to say. Pop Smoke's album, I, I enjoyed I didn't, it wasn't one of the best ones of the year. Sleepy Hollow, Chef G, their albums were solid to me. A Boogie's Deluxe album was solid to me. Um, Lil Durk's album was a top five for me this year. Definitely okay. a top five. Yes, sir. And, you know, I got to put Juice World up there now that his shit done came out. But right. Lil Durk's is probably, probably the, the top one for me so far. 
What got you real quick? Why did you get uh, kind of sucked into R&B mostly? The thing about R&B is like it's more it's more for me. Um, when it comes to this rap stuff, I can listen to rap, but I can't listen to rap 24-7. R&B is just something that I can listen to throughout my day. Um, no matter what environment I'm in, there's always an R&B song to pertain to that. You know what I mean? Like, I got you. R&B is just more for me. I can listen to R&B. 24 7 but rap is not really the same thing okay what um what pushes you what motivates you in music you know the music industry is is crowded uh how streaming is going right now you know um music is coming to people so much it's hard for people to really stick to a certain artist a certain album yeah. what motivates you as an up-and-coming artist to you know dive into this you know tough field um i'm not really good at talking about my feelings so you know everybody in public sees me as a guy who's who's never really who doesn't really have feelings like i'm running around i'm happy 24 7 there's not really a a, a sad or a dull moment but i feel like my music speaks otherwise mm -hmm. so when it comes to communication like people will listen to my songs and be like oh i never knew that would happen i never knew you were in that state i never knew you felt that way so that's really the thing that continues to motivate me. I have a lot of shit going on at life sometimes to be a young nigga. So, mm -hmm. you know, we just bring that to the studio and I hit my engineer and be like, yo, I'm sad as hell right now. He'd be like, all right, let's go. But <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really like the sad shit that gets me going. The sad shit that happens around me. All right. Uh, let me ask you, you mentioned kind of how you came up and, and what how you got started with music. What was something you struggled with uh, early on, like prior to the Legacy EP and, and even before that? Um, i say the thing I mostly struggled with was, first off, when I was starting music, the, the bars were there, but the song making wasn't there. So... I, I was when I first started making music. I had the bars, I had the emotion, I had all of that. But the the getting the bars off and making the song complete and replayable was a real problem for me. So then we started working on the Legacy EP, and the music was there, but the bars weren't there. So I was lacking in the Legacy EP because, of course, the songs were playable, and there was a couple bars here and there but it didn't really show the type of emotion that I wanted to portray in my music. So I'm still struggling. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, but right now it's a little, it's a little easier in terms of knowing the sound that we want, knowing the sound that we have and, and continuing to build on that. Okay. okay. And, and did that just come with, with practice or, you know, how, how do you think you're improving it? Like, what do you think is helping you improve it? The song making so during the legacy ep i would just walk into the studio and like write on spot mm -hmm. um before the legacy eps like during my all my soundcloud songs um i would write specifically when i was in a more emotional environment so i think right now i'm trying to get back into being more in an emotional environment and being capable of writing full-length songs in a more emotional environment and also making it, you know, able to listen to at the same time because that's really a struggle for me when I try to get into my emotional bag. 
But now I feel like I have a balance between the two now that I have time to like fuck around and make a legacy EP just full of bops. So so now it's a little smoother for me now, but the writing process is still a little difficult for me when I'm not going through shit. Gotcha. Okay. So you mentioned, you know, can't really listen to music uh, 24-7. And I'm sure all of us listen to music a ton, but what are some things you like outside of music? Some hobbies, some, some things you do? Um, I used to draw heavy. I, I haven't had time to draw heavy because I've had a lot of shit going on as I grew older. <laughs> but I used to draw heavy. Um, I used to read i don't read so much now but i used to read um i don't really have much hobbies i play sports i used to play basketball i used to play tennis i used to play um i used to do track actually mm. but now i'm a little less fit because college really smacked me across my shit but i'm trying to i'm trying to get back into it i still play basketball i still try to keep up with track a little bit but I haven't really had time to do any of those things. Now the coronavirus done fucked me up. Right. Right. How you feel about the uh, the bubble, the NBA bubble? Oh my fucking god, that fucking NBA bubble! I have been sitting here waiting for the NBA. I was the most hype nigga when I thought the finals or or, or the playoffs were right around the corner. And coronavirus really came and fucked that shit up for me. I was so hyped. This was the season I was hyped for. And niggas really fucked it up. I was pissed. I'm still pissed. I know. It was such a competitive year. Exactly. And I and, and Westbrook just got coronavirus. It's yeah. like I'm I'm so angry. When I read that, I'm it just made me ten times more angry. You a Houston fan? I, I I'm not really I'm not really like uh I'm not going to say I'm a specific team type of nigga. I just like competition. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, so I'm not really a ride or die with one team. But if the competition's there, you will definitely catch me watching the NBA game. Yeah, okay. And you, you mentioned uh, you're in college. How is that? What's it like? That shit is garbage. I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm going to keep it a buck and a half. College is not for me. That shit is so ass. Oh, my God. My first semester was horrible. High school just threw me into college and expect me to know what to do. I'm trash at time management. My dorm was a fucking mess. But now that I've got a little hand of, of college, it's a, it's a little easier now. My dorm is a fucking mess. I was, I, I was going to class, but I was confused when to do the work, when the work was due. It was just a whole lot of shit that was different from high school. But now that I got, now that I got a hold of it, it's a little easier. I gotcha. Yeah, that, that freshman year is tough. It's tough. Oh, yeah, it really breaks some people. I've seen it break some people, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely definitely fucked me up. Mike, what else you got? Uh, just not, How about your least favorite moment of this year, man? It's been a tough year uh, overall. My least favorite moment of this year. Um, I lost, I lost someone that was very close to me because coronavirus. That was probably mm. the, the, the real drought of, of my year. My high school CIT passed because of coronavirus. And mm. he was, he was like my OG. Like he was like my, 
my nigga for real. Like that's that's the guy I went to. That's the guy I spoke to about everything. After high school ended, I, I went back and I, I would visit him. I'd go back to the high school just for him. And he, he was just the person that really kept me sane throughout throughout my high school years and afterwards. Like uh I used to I used to skip school because niggas was was too going through some shit and didn't want to go to school. And he would call me on a daily basis talking about, yo, you gotta come in, da 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 da. This and this and this and that. And that's not something a CIT has to do. You know what I mean? It was just a lot of shit he did that wasn't necessarily his job, but he did out of care. So once he passed, oh man, I was going through it. I was going through it heavy. I was going through it real heavy. So yeah, nah, it was bad. Yeah, it's been a tough year. Yeah. Yeah, it's been Um, a real tough year. Yeah. My uh my last question for you, um, your Jersey rapper, what's your Jersey top five? Jersey top five? Yeah. Oh man, Jersey top five. I'm not gonna name like the big niggas because of course everyone rushes to the big niggas. Let me give my niggas a little shine, and you know Mm -hmm. all that. So, um, Samad Savage is definitely up there. Samad Mm -hmm. Savage is that that nigga is crazy. I've seen him freestyle off the top of his head and he does not stop. Um, mm-hmm. Caleb Mitchell is up there. Uh, Blaze the Rebel is up there. Um, Surf is definitely up there because he just dropped his album. Surf is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. And then, who would I put at number five? I don't know, that's a hard question because there's a lot of Jersey niggas. I don't know who I would put at five. I have to think about that. But off the top of my dome, Samad Savage, Caleb Mitchell, Surf, and Blaze the Rebel are definitely up there. All right, cool. Yes, sir. Uh, you got an all-time top five? Just no, no. Nah. I, I don't do I don't, I don't do those because niggas be fucking me up when I give my uh, – every time <laughs> I, I answer top five, people be on my ass. Like, oh, you didn't mention this person. You didn't mention that person. So many people were like, oh, what's your top five? And I, yeah. I'm just like, please. I, you don't have to say the best. You don't have to say the best. Just your favorite. Who you listen to the most? The legends. Favorite of all time. Kendrick is definitely up there. Okay. I think Meek is going to be up there. Okay. I think I think the way Meek is moving, the way the way the people Meek is surrounding himself with, Meek is definitely going to be up there. Yeah. Um, of course Jay is up there. Triple entendre, don't even ask me how. Yes, he is up there. Yeah. Um, yep. Who else I got up there? J. Cole, I definitely got up there. And I, I'd be a typical nigga if I threw Drake up there, but Drake is definitely up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of There's nothing wrong with putting Drake in the list. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's the typical answer. That's the, that's, everybody would definitely say Drake. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. So but that, that's my top five as of now. It can vary because people will definitely fuck me up. You're like, that's your top five for No. <laughs> it it changes. All right. Um last thing, uh so we got the R and B album to look forward to from you, right? That's the next step. That's that's a step after this album. But yes, you will eventually get an R and B album from me. Okay, so rap album first. Rap album first? R&B yeah. album after. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I got. Mike, you good? Yeah, thank you for coming on.
No problem. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Now, um, we we always close out with a song, uh, you know. So we'll let you pick the song since you're the guest. You want to pick one of your own songs? Any song? I'm I'm, I'm going to pick one of my own songs because who would I be to not pick my own song? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to rep my my state, so I'll, I'm going to choose Dirty Jersey. All right, cool. Yes, sir. Uh, this is Dirty Jersey by Trey Bud. Yeah, look, while I'm rapping dirty, uh, while I'm rapping dirty, uh, while I'm rapping dirty Jersey. This one for all my niggas, for everybody rapping New Jersey, North Camden, everybody who's struggling, bro. Look, look, look. Look, we ride bikes, distracted by all the street lights. My mama struggling with money, had to go get right. And I've been running through the streets like I'm an animal. Stay away from gang shit, cause that shit'll get a handle you. If niggas got a problem, then I let my city handle you. Hands be getting dirty, so I let my niggas handle you. Ain't nothing big, man, I do this shit for Jersey for real. I'm here to talk to let you know how it feel for real. Let's get it, nigga. Bright lights, new bitches, new money. New riches, all these niggas keep on talking, they be in my business. And look, look, okay, bright lights, new bitches, new money, uh, new riches. All these niggas keep on talking, they be in my business. And I'm screaming, fuck these rappers while I'm rapping dirty jerseys. Hey man, you know I be on the block, you know I'm rapping, yeah. you know I camped in all the fucking town. Uh, while I'm rapping dirty jerseys. You already know a nigga do this for real, y'all be on the block, yeah. you get my cellular anytime. Yeah. Well, I'm rapping dirty jersey. You know niggas rapping dirty jersey. You know I got in my Instagram yeah. bio, dirty jersey. You already uh, know what I'm rapping. While I'm rapping dirty jersey. For real, fuck these New York rappers. They be better than us. Look, look, look. 50 Cent Chips was a male nigga. Standing on the block where they kill niggas. I saw my own cousin die. How it feel, nigga? That's just what happens when you working in the field with him. These other rappers are known like South Jersey. Working to the bread, I be chillin' where the birds be. And mama told a nigga that these demons never hurt me. Why these niggas shootin' like Curry dropping 30 with 30? Look, so many niggas play my mama for real. They tried to blackjack my papa, but that boy persevered. And my granny getting worse, she getting sick every year. And man, it hurt to see my brother in tears. And now I tell these niggas, come and watch me cook up. Watch them look up. Jersey had these niggas shook up. Have them shook up. And if we scream loud enough, then I know they gon' hit. Hands up if you from Jersey for real, and let's get it now. Bright lights, new bitches, new money, new riches. All these niggas keep on talking, they be in my business. And look, look, okay. Bright lights, new bitches, new money, new riches. All these niggas keep on talking, they be in my business. And I'm screaming, fuck these rappers while I'm rapping dirty jersey. Yeah. Uh. While I'm rapping dirty jersey. Yeah, uh, yeah. While I'm rapping dirty jersey. Yeah, uh, while I'm rapping dirty jersey. Look, uh, look. Bright lights, new bitches, new money, new riches. All these niggas keep on talking, they be in my business. And look, look, okay. Bright lights, new bitches, new money, uh, new riches. All these niggas keep on talking, they be in my business. And I'm screaming, fuck these rappers while I'm rapping dirty jerseys. Hey man, you know I be on the block, you know I'm rapping, yeah. you know I can't, they know them fucking uh, While I'm rapping dirty jerseys. You already know a nigga do this for real, I be on the block, yeah. you get my cellular uh, anytime. Yeah. 
I'm reppin' dirty jersey. You know niggas reppin' dirty jersey. You know I got in my Instagram yeah. bio dirty jersey. You already uh, know what I'm reppin'. While I'm reppin' dirty jersey. For real, fuck these New York rappers, they think they better than us. Look, Ayo, uh, jersey. Look. 